What's going on, everyone? Welcome to it. This is Wired In, your home for all the great content that you will never find anywhere else but here, exclusively on our fantastic show. My name is Blake Johnson, alongside my partner in crime, the one, the only, the, I don't know, the, the great... Spencer Coles. I'm trying to think you know, of all I'll these. Take that. I'll, I'll, I'll take great. I'll, I'll, I'll settle on great. I'm trying to come up with all <laughs> these exuberant adjectives to describe, you know, just how successful you are. And, uh, yeah, you know, hey, I got to I got to keep up the persona somehow. So, again, I'll, I'll settle on great. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'll do it. So we're uh, we're great to be back. And I'm sure those of you listening are surprised to hear us so soon because, you know, you're probably used to hearing us every like month and a half to two months. But, hey, we're we're making a comeback here. We, we decided we, to not pro- procrastinate as much as much. Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> the people just are begging for more. Who are we to decline them? You know, we just got to give the people Listen, what they taking, want. We're taking over Spotify by storm. All right. You know, it's just, it's going to happen. Right? It's, and it's, you're, and you're here, you know, those of you who are listening are here on the ground floor. So, you know, it, I can't necessarily promise, you know, that you'll, you'll get something out of it, but you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> deny, you yeah. know, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that we're in talks to uh, have a syndicated podcast on spotify and you know be like the yeah. number the number one most you advertised might, you know, podcast I, I i can't confirm nor deny that so we'll just yeah. we'll just kind of see what happens but hey if it does is anyone surprised i don't think so i mean true yeah exactly. i don't think so, so. <laughs> but uh yeah we, we do appreciate you guys tuning in make sure to give us a like and a follow on whatever podcasting platform you happen to be listening to us on we're Pretty much everywhere. I I saw saw in the uh, stats for our show on just it kind of gives you an outline of the different platforms people listen to us on and and there's there's like there's like platforms I've never even heard of that were apparently on um, like oh bu- shit all right like Bullhorn <laughs> I've never heard of Bullhorn but apparently yeah, vi. apparently that's a platform but um, hey we're on there so you know if you, you, yeah. know, if, you if you get on Bullhorn. You know, leave us a whatever their equivalent is of a five star review. That's right? right. Yeah, let them know. Hey, you need to promote these guys. These are, these are the real deal here. So we're the movers and the shakers. So. <laughs> yes, yes, we are something. Yeah, we are something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we actually have quite a bit of stuff to talk to about today. Um, there's there's been several big stories that have come out. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, dude. We have got to talk about this stuff. It's it's like, you know, if we if we wait too long, something else has come out that may or may not be as interesting. So I'm like, hey, let's jump on this. We let's jump on all these stories. So I'm not sure where you want to start first. I mean, th- there's there's a lot going on. I guess we could talk about probably one of the biggest stories uh, being discussed this week, and that's the release of Bill Cosby from prison. I guess hey, the that there was more pudding that needed popped. All right, so. <laughs> pudding, pudding. <laughs> That's right, Claire. Um, Pennsylvania Supreme Court has overturned his sex assault conviction, and it's such a bizarre story. Like when I saw the headline, I just could not believe it. I'm thinking, wait, I what? Just, yeah. 
What what and apparently for well, because what I the, what I thought had happened what I had thought had happened is that he you know did an appeal process and you know appealed his sentence but it, it, it no, apparently not <laughs> like, anyway but yeah yeah, yeah. I am curious because I don't know all the specific details about the uh, yeah so what all happened let me let me go ahead and read this to you this is from CNN they're kind of outlining what happened so. It says Bill Cosby was released from prison Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction, saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. The panel of Supreme Court, uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court judges said in their opinion that a former Montgomery County District Attorney's decision to not prosecute Cosby in 2005 in return for his disposition in a civil case was ultimately used against him at trial. Um, They said, in light of these circumstances, the subsequent decision by successor DAs to prosecute Cosby violated Cosby's Cosby's due process rights. Um, He was sentenced in 2018 to three to ten years in a state prison for drugging and sexually assaulting uh, Andrea Constand at his home in 2004. Um, Let's see. So basically, from my understanding, the this prosecutor had agreed back, I think it said in 2005 or 2007, to uh, not prosecute Bill Cosby on on these charges, and he'd like done like a settlement or something. And instead of honoring that, he came back with um, some like some more charges. And yeah, I think and, it was like a verbal agreement or something, which mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how a verbal unless unless they have it on recording like they 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 have a recording of the verbal agreement like I don't really know how a verbal agreement can withstand in court. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure and I guess what I had read too was that so he this prosecutor had brought these apparently these victims and they were like, you know, you're you're because I guess in Pennsylvania, the way it, the way it kind of works is you can't use people to impugn someone's character unless it's like directly related to proving that this person um, that they're trying to to unravel who did it. But if it's like just a, a character attack in general, you can't do that. So from my understanding, is that's kind of what was going on. So they were like, you know, this. This is against the agreement that you had made. So therefore, um, this uh, this decision that was made in 2018 is null and void, and we're reversing it. So, that's, well, hey, I'm sure I'm sure he and OJ will have a hell of a time on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I don't I don't know if you saw this. This cracked me up. So apparently, a reporter I don't remember what outlet they were talking about this on, but a reporter was talking about the story. And accidentally got Bill Cosby's name mixed up with Bill Clinton, so kept calling him Bill Clinton instead of Bill Cosby. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, they're different, but they're kind of the same. So it's it's an understandable I mean, mix-up. You know, Clinton had times with with that with the little Epstein, so you know, you know, it's, yeah. it's not too far off base. <laughs> so, but I just I just found it interesting too because um, one of the one of the more interesting things about this was uh, Felicia Rashad, who played uh, his um, Claire Huxtable in the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, she came out pretty strong in support of Cosby, saying finally this was taken care of and injustice was 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 righted. And uh, she disabled the comments on her tweet. And then, like, a few hours later, she posted 
something to the effect of I support victims of sexual assault coming forward. I just, you know, basically think that uh, the charges against Cosby were were unfounded in in large part and just got ratioed. But from my understanding, though, I think Cosby even admitted to using the I think it's called quaaludes, like basically drugging women. Yeah, and I thought for he sex, admitted to it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did during that whole 2018 fiasco. So it's like... I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like one or two women coming out and accusing him of this, but it was like 20 or 30 women accusing yeah. him of doing this shit. Yeah. And even then he's like, yeah, I did, you know, I kind of did dabble in it a little bit. It's like, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's not even one of those cases where you can be like, well... There's there could be some doubt there. It's like, well, when you when you're going as far as to admit it, I mean, that's that's a pretty heinous thing to admit to. Why would you do that if you actually didn't do it? So, yeah, yeah exactly. it's it's so stupid, though. It's like he that prosecutor has got to be one of the most hated prosecutors in the country because of the <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like, seriously, dude. Well, and Pennsylvania but, will forever be known as the state that uh, let Bill Cosby go. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yep, that's that's right. Yeah, I uh, I had watched an old interview um, from the guy that played Theo in the Cosby Show, Malcolm. I forgot what his last name is, but uh, you know, he had, he had been talking about how the show is forever tarnished because of the Cosby stuff. Because you know, for for years, oh, yeah. for years, people looked up to like back in the back in the 70s and 80s when that oh, show yeah, was at yeah, its height uh-huh. i mean cosby was an immensely popular um figure not just in the show but as like a person so yeah i mean he was a huge pillar oh yeah in the, uh, african-american you know community uh, at, at that specific moment in time it was just like you know and now <laughs> you know you have it, it's it, it would kind of be the equivalent of like if mr rogers like, you know, was guilty <laughs> yeah. of doing that same stuff you know it's like yeah it's basically just, it's so uh, at first glance it just it doesn't even seem to be possible but you know well and we were and this is kind of a great segue into uh the next topic but we were talking about this and we've talked about this a few times privately how it's so bizarre how frequently we're seeing all these cases of these just predator people in Hollywood. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you've got because Cosby was like, I think, I think they said he was the first person in during the Me Too era to be like, you know, convicted and put in prison and outed and stuff like that. Um, and will and admit to it too. Yeah, exactly. At, at a certain point. So I mean, like, you've yeah. got you've got. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, obviously the most um, significant example of that. Bill Cosby, uh, Kevin Spacey, um, you know, <laughs> and several others. And then something that you had mentioned that I'd almost forgotten about, uh, but Drake Bell is another example of uh, just man, <laughs> yeah, that just bizarre story. Um, it, I, it, and the and the fact that it, it like. Because at first, I again, I kind of was expecting him to go down the route of like, oh, him getting falsely accused of something, and then him having to, you know, go onto Twitter and like, you know, kind of clarify things, and then it turns into this whole spiral of, on social media. But no, he just straight up outright comes out and pleads guilty to it. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's insane, man. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Drake Bell, he played. Um, Drake Parker on the on the teen series Drake and Josh, and I think that was 
that was like an early 2000s show, right? That was when it was like really popular. Um, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, well, it was like mid to late 2000s. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd say it was about like mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. Okay, yeah, something yeah. like that. But turn of the turn of the century type of show. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I guess he he pled guilty to two charges against him for endangering children and disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, which basically means conducting an inappropriate relationship with a minor. And um, I guess he had initially pled not guilty and then decided to plead um, to take a plea deal for both charges uh, this week or either this week or last week. And um, I guess basically what happened was he had this relationship with a 15-year-old girl in which he was sending her really inappropriate messages and developing a relationship with her. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the biggest part of the story from, from my understanding. And uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess we'll see where that goes, but it's kind of bizarre to wow. go from like, denying pleading not guilty that i mean like okay fine i'll plead guilty so well, not just that but apparently he was uh apparently he was seen in disneyland mm-hmm. shortly after pleading guilty yeah he was just seen in, a, in disneyland with the and he was holding so, a baby <laughs> yeah and, I, and so this is this is the the weird thing this is the, the you know what i this is what i really don't understand so he pleads guilty to all these charges right mm-hmm. um and then he's still able, like, I guess, I guess they have to process, you know, his charges and then, like, bring him to prison or how, because to my understanding, once you're a convicted, you know, uh, sex offender, you can't be out near, especially out in Disneyland, you can't be around minors and, like, you know, shit like that. There's, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, so I don't know how how that really works. Yeah, and props to the photographer for getting this picture because I mean it does speak volumes. But whoever took the picture of him and his uh, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or sister or whatnot that's with him, but it th- I'm there's... assuming it's his wife. Wife, okay. I don't know much about him other than he was part of that show. But there's like a side by side photo, and that one of the pictures of is him kissing the baby. And I was like, eh, don't know if you should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, uh, but yeah, I guess he uh, he was celebrating his 35th birthday at Disneyland. Which, hey, you know, if you're uh, if you're now a disgraced Nickelodeon star who is pleading guilty to you know having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. You know, the best way to celebrate your birthday is to, you know, just go to Disneyland and have a good old time. Yeah, right before your uh, your sentencing for all your uh, all your sex crimes. You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, ugh, this is so bizarre. Like, how I don't I don't understand. I, I don't even really want to understand the mindset that goes into the people that are just into this kind of stuff, like. It's just a whole new level of perversion, you know? So. Yeah, it makes me wonder... Well, I, I like you said, I, I kind of don't want to delve into it because of just how... Just... I mean, again, like, there's no words to properly des- describe how 
grimy and sick it all is, but it's just like, it, it just really seems like there's more credibility to this stereotype that, like, a lot of people in Hollywood are just a bunch of deranged pedophiles and, mm-hmm. you know, serial rapists and shit. It's just, like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Um, you know what else is crazy? I don't know if you saw this story. This is uh, <laughs> you don't you don't see a story like this one every day. Uh, but apparently, a man broke his um, genitalia after it buckled during um, certain activities, and it decided to go huh. in re- all the way in reverse. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't even know that was physically possible. I didn't either. But uh, I, so I, the, the story starts off, I love how it starts off. This this man discovered the most painful way to take a break from sex. Um, so apparently what happened bro. was um, he had accidentally snapped his genitalia lengthwise during a disastrous <laughs> session in the sack and there was like there was like an actual <laughs> medical like picture shown of like it going reverse up inside of him that is um, crazy yeah and uh so you know that's um that's a thing i mean i've i've heard of like obviously like you know like i've obviously i've obviously heard of like you know like your testicles being able to go up into your body but like <laughs> full-blown johnson and everything like <laughs> what the heck like dude uh, uh, part of uh, me doesn't even like want to imagine like have that mental image of like <laughs> yeah so i just i don't know i i just i so it i don't even know how it would be able to concave in on itself yeah, well, I'm assuming I, that's what happened, right? Yeah, and I may be reading this wrong. It may not have actually gone all like back in, but it like snapped, and yeah, it basically it was described as uh, <laughs> the way this. And I'm hey, I'm quoting this story here from the New York Post. Quote: Medics report that the anonymous r- romper's penis buckled against the partner's perineum, the region between the anus and genitals, due to what they can only surmise was an ill-timed thrust. <laughs> so, yeah, that's putting it lightly. So, uh, I, I don't really know why I brought that up, but I just thought that no, is thank like... you. That, that, that <laughs> image is now burned in my brain for the rest of my life. So, so yeah, that's... Uh, you just, you gotta be careful out there, guys. And we're doing the work of the people here. We're trying to yeah. alert In, you to informing these. you of all the the you know the potential dangers of the world. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So moving on quickly, I'm sure you won't won't uh, object to me moving on. Um, let's. I'm trying to figure out the best the best next story to talk about. Do we do we want to talk about the Boba Fett ship, or do we want to talk about the new whitewashing that's huh, being well, see, accused of. Want is a very strong word. I don't know if I would use the word want uh, when describing <laughs> either one of these stories. I guess we can touch on the, the Boba ship first. The Boba ship? Um, okay. 
yeah. now known as Boba Fett's starship, don't you know? They so didn't even give it an alternative name? Nope. It's it's like it's like what Bro. they did with it's like what they did with the Redskins. It's the Washington football team and now it's Boba Fett's starship. God. So That's now ridiculous. Now, just to kind of, because I know there might be some people out there like, wait a minute, you're not telling the full story. So basically what happened was these these people that make the Lego merchandise that are in charge of the Star Wars one in particular uh, came out and said that Disney told them that they want them to take off the, the name Slave One because that's the original name for Boba Fett um, slash Jango Fett Starship was the Slave One. So they wanted them to take that off of that because they didn't want to market that to kids with the word slave on it. And so they said, you know, we're going to we're going to remove this because Disney doesn't want it to be on there. And um it it came off as them saying they also want to just get rid of it altogether. But some people are saying that they're only getting rid of it from this Lego thing. But the more I'm reading it, it, it really does seem like they're going to move to make it like a permanent deal. Or at least they're thinking about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the impression that I got. Because it, it, it from what I gathered, it wasn't just like, oh, this is only going to be prevalent for the, 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 you know, just the Lego thing. It was just like... Nope, it's gonna be well. And here's the problem too: if you if they do go forward with that, then so okay, there's there's a whole bunch of layers to this. All right, so there are people typically who are the staunch sequel trilogy defenders who claim that uh, Star Wars, basically the entirety of Star Wars, is about a bunch of movies about space wizards intended for children, right? So well, obviously. That would mean that if they are removing this name from the Lego branding or whatever, specifically uh, so that they're not supposedly marketing slavery to children, then that would have then that would inherently mean they would have to take it away from the movie material as well, because again, those movies, according to these sequel trilogy defenders, are intended for children. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder. I guess we'll find out when the book of Boba Fett comes out. What? How are they going to market that? You know, because that's that's going to be the big thing. Is a lot of kids are going to be watching that show. So are they going to? I mean, it to me, it it really does seem like if not now, it's going to eventually happen. So I I think probably they are going to. And uh, I I just think it's ridiculous. I mean. Well, I guess and it's like and, and, and like yeah, and like you're like I I think I pointed this out earlier before we well you know started recording, but it's like slaves existed well before slavery took place in America. Like slaves existed for thousands. Of, it's horrible. Like yeah, not great, but like there is there, at least from my understanding, they're specifically appealing to like oh we don't want to. We don't want to market American slavery or like the history of American slavery to children. Like that's the that's the general impression that I've been getting from this. Yeah, and um, and it's just like, it, guys, like, well, one, it's just it's the name of a ship. Like it's not, it's not like yeah, it's not it's not like person. Yeah, it's not like all Boba Fett does with his ship is 
you know, enslave people and take them to their plantations. I mean, and, and, and this is, but this is the other thing too, is that Boba Fett is not a good guy. Like, like he's not. Yeah. He's, he's a he's, mercenary. Yeah. He, he, so who's to say that he never, like, especially when he worked for Jabba, who's to say that he never captured people and sold them to Jabba for, for slavery. Um, you know, well, that, to, to my recollection, and this, I could be totally off base here. So, if somebody is more well versed in in the EU material, then feel feel more than free to correct me. Um, but to my general understanding, the reason why Boba named the slave one, or was it Jango that named? Because uh, see, I was thought it Jango it, that named. The, I thought the it was the given one? the name during the original trilogy. I'm pretty sure. But. Yeah, because I, I want to say that the reason why Boba named the Slave One the Slave One was because of the fact that he felt like because because there was a whole stint where he was essentially Jabba's trigger man, mm-hmm. and so he felt like he was like a slave to Jabba in a sense. I could be wildly off the mark with that, um, but I want to say just just going off of recollection that was the um, yeah yeah. I mean. It, it's just it's it's so silly because it's it's like it's it's a word in the english dictionary you know it's just because the word is there doesn't mean that they're endorsing slavery as a good thing or anything like that i mean slavery does exist in star wars you know and it's not it doesn't exist yeah, exactly. as a positive thing Ani- like anakin hey this is great yeah. yeah yeah anakin was a slave um you know Leia, Leia was a slave to Jabba during that time in Return of the Jedi. You know, it it happened. Are we just going to remove those scenes and pretend like they never happened? I mean, there's, you know, you you're supposed to look at it in the lens of this is bad and this is why it's bad because that's that's why it was put in there is to show that. But, and I mean, they act like kids can't figure it out. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they can. And they're also not going to be, like, obsessing over slavery like these people are. (laughs) That's the other thing, too. So It's just, again, they can't separate separate media from real-world politics or events. It's, like, impossible for them. They don't want escapism. They they want to insert and ham-fist all of these things that don't really correlate with and particularly with star wars like it, it just it just doesn't correlate at all mm-hmm. um but these people can't fathom the idea of escapism which is why they're so dead set on basically trying to from a lot of the material i've been reading in like online about the new lord of the rings series um it's gonna be uh there's a lot of there are a lot of signs that kind of point to that show being incredibly woke. I could be wrong about that, but again, it's just like it, the these these type of people are dead set on ruining Tolkien next. It's, mm-hmm. it's just it's a matter of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna happen. I'm, I think I think the Narnia series is going to netflix as well um so i mean you know that's gonna probably also face the same sort of treatment some way or another but uh yeah 
fun stuff. And I guess kind of a similar story, a little different though, that I really wanted to delve into because I don't think you know a whole lot of the details that I've I've just seen in this story that I find just fascinating is the story of Tilda Swinton, the actress that plays uh, the Ancient One in Doctor Strange. And she's played a lot of big roles in other movies as well. But she she has come out and said that she is, quote, very grateful about Kevin Feige speaking out against Doctor Strange's whitewashing. And what this is in reference to is the fact that Tilda, who is a white lady, was cast to portray this historically Asian character in the comics. And people are upset because it's taking it's taking the role away from an Asian character. But when you delve into why they cast her, it's even more hysterical because it's it, it showcases perfectly that no matter how much you try to please the left, you cannot win. Um, because here, and let me see if I can find it, but in, it's an indie wire. But um, basically, the reason that they cast Tilda for the role is to try to prevent the stereotype of you know this older, wise Asian person playing this wizard type of character. Mm-hmm. They were trying to avoid that stereotype, so they thought they'd try something different. But by trying something different, they cast a white person, and we know Spencer that is that is a sin. Okay, you can't give can't that be role. That. That's cultural appropriation. That's right. Now I'm sure I I have a sneaking suspicion that if they would have cast a black actress to play the ancient one, more than likely we would not be hearing this story. At least not near to the to the volume we're getting it now. Yeah, hell no. There's there's no way this would all be like. If anything, they'd be just fawning over themselves about how inclusive that yeah how how inclusive doctor strange is and like how you know how woke well i i guess they wouldn't be they wouldn't consider themselves they, they wouldn't call it themselves woke but it's just like yeah they would they would just continuously fawn over themselves about how inclusive marvel is it's just yeah yeah so let me let me read some of this because it gets interesting the more you delve into it so just to kind of confirm what i just said it says, around the time Doctor Strange was opening in fall 2016, Swinton told IndieWire that once people saw her performance, that they would understand and embrace her casting. She says, there's a kind of misunderstanding which I hope the film will make clear when, when people see it. She said, noting Feige and director Scott Derrickson said, quote, made this very clear decision to cast Swinton so the role could be changed from what they considered an offensive racial stereotype in the comic books. This kind of Fu Manchu ancient man sitting on top of a mountain called the Ancient One. They made this decision to not perpetuate those racial stereotypes. How I- is that an offensive? Calling someone a wise a wise wizard, the ancient one. Don't you dare call me wise. I will not be given these positive God. attributes. I don't, I don't get it. Like, what... What is so damaging about that? Uh, it's like, oh man, <laughs> can't yeah. we can't be we can't be propagating you know these stereotypes of you know mm-hmm. properly labeling people who are wise and are well disciplined and principled and what they're doing. It's like, nope, 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 can't have that. It's just, yeah, and and, <laughs> and 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 again, 
this is I mean I always harp on this. Uh, personally, I don't I really don't give a shit. I I uh, when it pertains to like the race of a actor or whatever. Um I more so care about the 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 talent level. I more so care about the quality of the end product. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that person, whoever it is that gets picked, can pr- provide the best possible performance, that's all I really care about. Yeah. But these people can't, like, that's not in the equation for them when they make these decisions. It's all about, like, okay, how do we, you know, pander and appeal to all these crazy, woke, you know, in, insane progressive people. It's like, how, how do we appeal to those types? And it's just like, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll replace the, the, the eight, you know, the, the, the typical sage, uh, character that's seen, that's typically seen in most Eastern stories and replace it with a white person. It's like, we'll you're in a, you're in a no win situation here. <laughs> We'll see, and and this is how you know it's it's pandering because this this is the same company or the same overall company that decided to remove a black character from the Star Wars poster, The Force Awakens, in China because they didn't want to offend the Chinese government for having a black actor in their like their promotional material. Oh yeah, they'll morally grandstand about all sorts of shit, but the moment mm-hmm. you know it comes to making money in China, oh no. Yeah, no, we, they're we, willing to drop that shit on a dime. And yeah, it's it's all about the money. It's all about the money. Um, well, and and a lot, and again, a lot. The reason why they never get backlash on this is because once they pander to these type of people, you know, they're so self-absorbed that they're like, oh, look at look at how great. Look at all the great things Marvel is doing. And then they go into their echo chambers and continue to just churn out this, you know, basically false narrative that um, what Marvel is doing in terms of their casting selections is like morally virtuous. It's it's nonsense. It's just like, it's just, it's all pandering bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the story the story does get better with this. It, it gets even more interesting. So here's here's the next part of this. So they they continue by saying the whitewashed casting led to another controversy after Swinton reached out to comedian Margaret Cho seeking information on why starring as the Ancient One was problematic. Cho was offended because she had never met Swinton before. The comedian told fellow comic Bobby Lee on a podcast, quote, Swinton wanted to get my take on why all the Asian people were so mad, and it was so weird. Swinton then published her whole exchange with Cho on Jezebel. Cho explained to Swinton in the exchange that Asian and Asian-American stories are told by white actors over and over again, and we feel at a loss to know how to cope with it. Swinton told Cho that diversity is pretty much my comfort zone, and the idea of being caught on the wrong side of this debate is a bit of a nightmare to me. As noted by Variety, Cho later said, however, that the interaction made her feel like a house Asian because she had been asked to explain whitewashing on behalf of all Asian Americans to someone she had never met, a request that, however well-intentioned, highlighted Swinton's white privilege and fragility. God. I just... <laughs> even, even when you go the extra mile to, like, learn more that's what they keep saying you need to you need to stop talking and listen listen and listen more and keep listening 
But the moment you try to listen or figure out what the problem is, they say, well, the reason you don't it's even still know. still your fault anyway. You, th- yeah. yeah you, the fact that I even have to explain this to you just means that you're white privileged and you're so fragile. It's like, good grief, guys. This is insanity, you know? Yeah, um, well, and, and this is the problem you run into with, like, it, it, this is incredibly pervasive with, like, CRT and stuff and, uh, you know, not to get too uh, in the weeds and that. But it's just like it, you run into that exact same situation. It's like, oh well, how, like how how like, you know, you're 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 basically told that you as a a white person need to you know stay silent and, um, and and listen right. And then and like like you pointed out, the moment you do, you're lectured about how horrible of a person you are. And it's like, it's like, but you can't like how can you be held accountable? For something that you know you've been told to do and then like yeah and then they turn around and claim that you're a horrible person for doing it like well and and that's the thing i think that plays into part of why many many people are struggling with this whole you know why you know this this whole crt stuff and this whole you know white privilege stuff and systemic racism stuff is i think part of it for part of it's because they feel like, you know, if they try to if they try to have a conversation, have a dialogue with someone, they're just going to be attacked regardless. So it's yeah. like there's there's how how do you even have a conversation, a reasonable conversation, even if you end up disagreeing? How do you have an open dialogue without just feeling like you're walking on eggshells the whole time? Um, well, and, and, and yeah, and I, I think we might have addressed this in the last episode, but it, it doesn't feel like discourse it can't really can exist anymore, at least in modern day society. Not on social media anyway. <laughs> yeah, because again, well, like, like we were pointing out, you know, the moment when you're told by a lot of these, like, you know, these more, you know, radical alt leftist types who essentially claim oh you as a white male or white female or whatever need to stay silent and listen to uh you know minority voices you need to listen to people of color right and then the moment when you stay silent and you're listening they then in turn demonize you for being a horrible person and claim that your silence is an action well Mm -hmm. it's like well then (laughs) what am i supposed to do (laughs) yeah yeah, you claim like, that I need to. You claim that I need to stop talking and listen, but then the moment I stop talking and listen, you claim that my silence is inaction and that I'm a horrible person because of it. Silence is racism. That's what yeah. that's what we've learned. Silence is racism, but please be silent. Um, it is, and, it and, is ridiculous. Man. And and God forbid, God forbid, you make the even more horrible mistake of listening to black voices, minority voices that are of a politically different mindset than the people that are telling you to stop talking and listen. It's, you know, well, don't listen to those people because they're, you know, they're being taken advantage of and they've betrayed their, their race and they've betrayed their people. And, you know, it's just, there is, again, it goes back to this, there, there is no winning with these with these people. You, no matter how hard you try, you're always going to be in the wrong. Well, yeah, because they they constantly have to keep shifting the goalpost. 
in order to because if they reach their ends because a lot of these people and again they a lot of these people who fall into this type of camp they're generally these more radical alt leftists mm-hmm. who have to continuously whenever it can be about anything right but they have to they they have to keep shifting the goalpost because if they don't if they if they themselves reach the desired end result that they're wanting to achieve right they they become more or less the establishment that they're railing against you know the the established institution or whatever that you know that they're railing against so they can't just stop at point a they have to keep turning it into all these different you know alternatives and and spin-offs of of terms and just topics in general and it just it's it's a never-ending spiral yeah and, and you can't and you can't find common ground with them generally because they will basically redefine like what it is entirely that you're talking about to the point where you're arguing semantics over just simple terms um yeah so it's just it's and when it pertains to media um you're 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 seeing this play out precisely how it's playing out they've infiltrated these um i'm not gonna say infiltrated because that sounds sinister but it's like they they've found they've managed their way in to a lot of these you know established ips and again with a lot of people a lot of these people in these camps they have to they view anything that has been that is an established institution or intellectual property or whatnot to be inherently racist at its most fundamental value and so that's why we're seeing a lot of these stories getting constantly reworked and skewed into different complete variations of what initially was established um so yeah no i i agree with that yeah it's you know one one can only hope that eventually it'll people will realize that you know this is not the way to go and we'll start to slowly return back to some sort of dialogue but i don't really know what it's going to take i mean it's well something's going to have to give i the the unfortunate thing is and i think so i I think a number of things have happened um but i like it particularly with media um i don't think this is going to go away particularly with hollywood um because what we've learned over the past few years, and I, and I think TLJ was kind of the, the, the framework for all of this, for, for this sentiment to kind of take root, um, with more so with the, the casual, normal viewer, like viewership, the viewer base, is that a lot of people who watch shows and uh, film and, or you know you name it uh video games whatnot they just they don't think about any of this stuff critically they just they want to come home from work and they just want to have a nice casual experience they don't they don't want to think about anything 
So whenever they're engaging with this content, they're not, to them, they're generally not aware of this type of stuff because they all they all they want is just the bright lights and the spectacle and and, and nothing else is uh con of consequence um so it's just i and i don't foresee that really changing anytime soon yeah i mean it's it's hard to see it any other way um you know i i think i still believe that the majority of people aren't this crazy, but it's the loudest voices in the room that are getting the most attention. And so when you, when you keep that going, I mean, it's just, to me, it seems inevitable that the more those voices are at the forefront of dialogue and what you're being fed in media and what is being created in TV and entertainment, that's eventually going to change, you know, the, the next generation or the change of the culture. Because, I mean, the, the, a lot of these people, they're in the most powerful organizations out there. And they're creating the most watched content that there is. And the more this kind of this stuff creeps in, it's, it's only a matter of time until it just becomes so normal that people forget that it didn't used to be that cut and dry as far as these narratives that are being delivered today so yeah we'll we'll just have to see i i want to remain as positive as i can but it's it's harder and harder to <laughs> to yeah, feel and, that way yeah no and i and i think the biggest thing so i think what this really really boils down to is like you said the 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 minority tend to have the loudest voices especially with these alt leftist types um and what the most pervasive thing the most pervasive i'm trying to think of the right term but i i guess phenomenon that's that's occurred within the past few years is that this is all starting to become commonplace, right? Like, before, like, when TLJ dropped, you know, it, it, there was so much shock value to it all, right? Like, and not to say that there wasn't woke stuff being implemented in media before, but it, it was it was gradual. It was, like, little things here and there that were sprinkled in, which, you know, again, I'm not inherently against, you know, woke elements being implemented into stories as long as it serves a... as long as it creates a quality end product, right? Um, and so... Sorry, I ended up getting a phone call. But, uh, oh, I was <laughs> so, wondering so, what happened there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it, what I really more so care about is just the, the, the quality of the end product, right? And the, the issue when you have these creators who are trying to force hammer all of the stuff in it's it's just it's just nothing but continuous self inserts into the narrative it's putting the scene well before the rest of the script and these people aren't capable of properly laying down the framework for anything taking the time to establish um plot points and um you know just i mean again it, it's it's a multifaceted thing but it's just 
there's no with modern media now all of this general um this continuous spinning and skewing of uh established ips it's all becoming commonplace now and it's become it, it to a, so much to the point where people expect it and that has become the norm Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I'd, I'd say so too but uh anyway i i think that's gonna about cover our show today um uh, we do enjoy you guys again coming and listening to us once again we've enjoyed the attention we don't get enough of it so you know thank <laughs> you for feeding our egos and just proving how successful we are once again it's just it's it's an honor of course it's it's an honor <laughs> but we will uh we will catch you guys next time and be sure to once again whatever platform you listen to us on whether it's spotify google podcast apple overcast bullhorn uh nowadays uh give us the a true place to be yeah it's it's top of the food chain don't you know but be be sure to give us a subscribe like follow whatever it's called and five star review that would be well appreciated and that would help promote our show even further and of course share with your friends and family who are really missing out on all of this prime prime content so i don't know about you spencer but i think i think i think i sold that pretty well yeah i think so too i mean again you know we're we're taking spotify by storm and if you're not on the ground level i mean frankly you're kind of an idiot so yeah, and that's not to be arrogant. That's just to be factual. Yeah, exactly. So we, exactly. we deal we deal in facts here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, we will catch you guys next time. Have a great Independence Weekend, and we'll For sure. see you and hear you soon. Take care. See you guys.